we can't get emotional with a song. We can't get emotional with a song. It shouldn't be a recorded song that take you to the presence of God. You should have a song and a strong relationship with your God that you can actually open up your mouth and acknowledge your God. There's not a reason why we're now going to get emotional. Because if we're just getting emotional when you hear a song, you don't have a true connection with your father. There should be rivers of water flowing from your lips because of your relationship with your heavenly father. You should audibly be talking to your heavenly father. And even my voice shouldn't distract you. Even my voice should not distract you. God needs a true people. You could just simply have a heart of thanksgiving. But you actually have to be thankful to thank him. desire for your life to really change, you're going to have to have a genuine prayer life. You shouldn't let a song sing what you feel. You should say how you feel about God and what he's doing for you. God is so good to us that we shouldn't be able to keep us quiet in here. There have been numerous of people dying from the flu. People in ICU and they're in induced coma because of the flu. We shouldn't be trying to find our way to the presence of God.
See, the enemy would like for you to be deceived that you're actually praying. Some of us are actually praying. Some of us are actually praying. But there's some of us who are not actually praying, and we're waiting on a song. We are waiting on our emotions being raveled and stirred up. God doesn't move by tears or emotion. He moves by a true relationship. We must keep our intensity of prayer at a constant level. And for those who are not Intense in prayer, you need to start to get there. But to get there, you need to start really talking audibly to your heavenly father. Heavenly father. We just want to repent, Lord God. We as a body of Christ are repenting because our hearts, some of our hearts was not completely towards you, Lord God. We thank you that you've already forgiven us. And now we esteem you for who you are. We thank you for today. We thank you for life. We thank you that we're able to breathe and talk and we are able to see our loved ones. We thank you that you have taken the keys from the enemy of death, hell, and the grave. We thank you, Lord God, that we have all been delivered for those who are saved and born again. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mighty acts. We come against every demonic attack on the minds of God's people as to why we cannot enter into your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for your blood. We thank you, Lord God, because you died on Calvary for our lives. We admonish you, Father. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord God, for your power and your strength that you give us, Father. We come with a pure heart, Lord God. We come with an intense love, Father. We lay down our today's care and whatever will happen tomorrow, Lord God. We come into a place, Father, on purpose to worship, to adore you, Lord God, and to exalt your mighty name. We exalt the name of Yahweh. We exalt the name of Adonai. We exalt Emmanuel. We exalt our God, which he is the true and living God. We bless your name, Father. We holler out this praise that you are great and you are awesome, Father. We say hallelujah in the highest. We say hosanna, hosanna. It's always a celebration in the presence of God. He commands us, oh, shout with the voice of triumph. Why are we mumbling and stumbling?
thank you for a job today. We may didn't feel like going, but we thank you for employment, Lord God. We thank you for a retirement check, Father, for those who are retired. We thank you for the health and strength for our, our prophetess Caroline. We thank you for her today. We thank you that she's walking in divine health and strength. We thank you that we're able to see her another day. We thank you for all the unborn children in this ministry. That they are whole and without defect. Is there anything that's worthy that you can think of today? For the mothers who are carrying the unborn child, you should be praying the hardest. We thank you, Lord God, for the man of God. We think for the anointing that's on his life. We think that he's walking in his divine health and strength. He's walking in his right mind. We come against every attack of the enemy upon what his possession, his children, his dreams, his vision, on his sheep, his people, your people that you have assigned to his life. We think that doors of opportunity has been opened for him. We think that you've already prepared godly relationship with other shepherds that he can converse with. Oh, Lord God, we thank you, Father. We thank you for our purpose. We thank you for our purpose, Lord God, that you have destined for us. And you've already written it down. We think that you're the author and the finish of our faith, Lord God. We thank you for promotion. Is there any expectation in the house of God today? We thank you for the peace of Israel. We thank you for their lives. We thank you, Lord God, that you already prepared many of them, Lord God. And whether the financial need, or, or if they're, they, 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 they're walking in sickness and they need to be healed, whether it's in their mind and mental state, Lord God, we pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. Today, we pray, Lord God, that they are advancing the kingdom. We're praying for the Orthodox Jews, Father. Those who are blinded, Lord God, we pray that their eyes will be open, Father. We pray for the fivefold ministry. We come against all erroneous teaching in the name of Jesus. We come against apostate church. We need to pray, house of the living God. We silence every demon that's assigned to our lives, Father. We cripple them, Father. We jam their stations, Lord God, so they can hear each other. We pray, Lord God, that you're the ministry angels that you've already given us. We send them on charge for our lives. Open our eyes, Lord God, so that we can see the hope of our calling. Let us not be moved by man, what he has to say or do in our lives. Let us not be moved. Stabilize our mind, stabilize our heart, stabilize our emotion in the name of Jesus. Bring us to a place, Father, of absolute truth and serving the true and only living God. We target our prayers, Father, so that we may grow in this season. 
Bring up the youth. Bring them up, Father. Turn them back around. If you have to take them to a very low place for them to see you again, take them there. Whatever idol is set before them, remove it. We're calling back those in a fallen state. We call back Najee. We call back Gabby. We call them back, Father, our prayers. We know what we've already prayed. But we're standing in agreement, Lord God. What has been imparted in their life, it will come up in their consciousness. And they begin to hear it again and desire it again and come running and just asking, Lord God, what must I do now, Father, to be restored in your kingdom? Pray for the fallen ones. Pray for those in your family who has fallen. Pray for those who have not even accepted Christ. I pray for my brother Brad. I pray, Lord God, for Thomasine. I pray for James. I pray for my father-in-law. I pray for my brother and sister-in-law. I pray for those that the enemy has tried to claim for the kingdom of darkness. I pray, Lord God, you help us to get our minds off ourselves so we can actually really genuinely pray for others. Remove this heaviness. Remove this, this cycle that keeps repeating itself in our lives. Place us on a path to where we only see you and everything else falls in line because of our focus. Allow every leader to see until we align our life absolute to the alignment with the kingdom of God. Nothing will come fully into its purpose until we focus absolutely on you. He's calling for a true devoted people. A true devoted people. That's my prayer tonight. A true devoted people. That our problems and our cares and issues of life will not be our idols and what we worship. And what moves us. Let the word of God move us. Let that energize us. Let that be the thing that shakes us. Let it shake our very foundation. The word of God. It's impacting our lives. I pray that every wife in here. Learn to submit in the name of Jesus. Come under the authority of your husband. I pray that every man of God love your wife as God loved the church. I pray that every man of God become a true prayer and intercessor. I pray that every man of God be genuine in his worship. I pray that every man of God be establishing the leadership of Holy Spirit. I come against every spirit that has been trying to stop your forward motion. I 
come against that demon. I come against that demon. That's keep having you to resist God and not him. My prayer is that you come completely out of the world and the school of thoughts of this world. And you enter completely into the word of God. Let that be your world. Let that be your love. Let that be your source. Let that be your foundation. Let that be your buckler in your shield. I'm praying for strong pillars in this church. To hold up the leaders. I come against every weak and feeble spirit in the name of Jesus. I'm tired. I come against that feeble spirit. I don't feel good. That lazy spirit. I come against it in the name of Jesus. I come against it. I, I just don't have any gold spirit. I need you to establish goals. I come against the spirit of lack in this ministry. Erroneous thinking. God says, I've come that you may have life and that much more abundantly. I come against every hex, every vex, all witchcraft that's been over your life from generation before you. Open our eyes to see truth and to love it when we hear it and to embrace truth. We have to pray. Never again, Pastor, will I sit there and we're not praying. You're going to have to pray for real. You and your children, you're going to have to pray for real. You're going to have to pray for real. When things start going crazy in your house, the children should be up praying. You feel division with your parents, you should be praying. You should be paving the floor, commanding peace, unity. Come out your room. Put down the phone. But it's the parents that's allowing you to be up in your room and to be on that phone. You need them alongside you to pray. This is not a game. You have a lot of problems and issues. And you're going to need a real weapon for these problems and issues. Stop pulling out the play toy. The water gun to shoot at the enemy. We need authentic prayer. That means we need authentic Christians. God is commanding. You can have a seat. It's all in Jesus' name.
God is commanding. I don't sit down, Pastor. He is commanding from you everything that's in his word. You don't get home and decide because we don't teach anything that's not in the word. So it's not about not listening to pastor or not listening to teacher because we're not, we don't have our own Bible. So whatever we're giving you, we are bringing it out of the word of God. It's the voice of God. So if you don't like it, maybe you're not his. He said, for those who say that they love me, they will follow me. So I beg you different. If you don't love correction, you may not love God. It's not may, you don't. Check your love in your allegiance. Is it within self or is it towards God? We can't keep coming here. And you're not praying. With your whole heart. And with everything that's in you. Because the enemy is coming after you with everything that he got. And you can't just be throwing no pebbles at him. He's destroying, trying to destroy marriages. Aren't you tired of having hell in your own? I want, or is there peace every day, Eric? Is there peace every day? Okay, well, I, we need to say, I don't want no more hell in my home. Aren't you tired of having hell in your home, Fee? See, that, we're going to have to pray like that. Husband and wives. Otherwise, you know what? You're going to still have hell in your home. Never again. See, the enemy would want me to think I'm impolite by getting up and letting you know that some of us is not actually praying. But he's a liar. Because what we're going to do every time we come, we're going to pray. I mean, we're going to pray till we pray. And this is not, this is not, you know, with your lips, it's audible. He said it, not me. And it's not about whether I hear you, but if there's a celebration, Seem like somebody should hear you. Amen. I'm just saying. When there's victory, it is loud. Mm, it sure is. And you, you have so much you want to say about the victory that you're experiencing. But because you don't think you're experiencing victory, <laughs> can't hear you open your mouth. That's right. And this is what Pastor was teaching. The other week is that the enemy wants to close your mouth. He don't want you to say what the word of God says about your life. Amen. I'm just giving fair warning to the enemy. 
any other time he think he's gonna come in here and influence any of us not to praise or worship authentically, I'm gonna attack him. And it shouldn't be no disrupting your prayer. You should still be going on. Oh, I can't, I can't still pray. I mean, I could pray if she stopped talking. If you're actually in prayer, I wouldn't disturb you. Mm-mm. Amen. Oh, I love this. Glory to God. Thank you, teacher. Amen. I was feeling the same way. I was feeling the same way. I, and what I was telling you, um, just what was there. See, you can't make people worship. And, well, we always do that, and we always know that this is why love is the foundation of what we teach here, because you ought to know that we're talking to the enemy and not you, and if you take it personal, then obviously you have been amalgamated. So you should know that we love my child. If I discipline my child, I tell you, even if I have to bring the belt, they know I love them. You ain't never too old for a whooping. <laughs> but at a certain age, you should be at a position that you don't need a whooping. Right? I ain't playing with that. And, and you cannot play with the enemy. Now, I told y'all, you let one in, the rest of them coming in. And we, my thing of it is, is, is we had the, um, and I call it the, uh, what is it we call the, when the music is just playing, just the music itself, no voice, no reaction, should have stayed right there. It's just an atmosphere. It's not a person's voice. It's allowing you to connect with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I like Adah, but if that's what gets you in a place, then it's her. You know, the, the Bible said you should be able to be make melody in your heart. There should be something you carrying around within you. A melody. A melody, a, a song that you carry in your heart. And what you can't do is allow the enemy to come in and take the atmosphere. That's something that we just won't tolerate. And you shouldn't either. Amen? Amen. That's why it's important to be on time so we can start on time. We can get the symphony going in prayer on time. The synchronicity in time. Right? Amen. Everybody should try to get 6.30 is when we get here. This 6.30 is when we start. Whether there's music playing or not. I saw the prophet. She was already ready. She won't, it won't nobody. She knew at 6.30, I'm going to get ready to get. I'm ready to go get mine on. Thank you. Keep your eyes off her. Keep your eyes on God. Amen. Maybe she see what you don't see. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm not playing. Amen. And it is. It's a battlefield. It sure is. I got a question for y'all today. (laughs) 
You say teach? Oh, okay. Y'all enjoy Sunday's teaching? Um, I'm so serious. I think that was one of the best teachings to bring us in alignment. Don't say you worship God and you put something before him. I don't care how good you think you are, how faithful you are. If you put something in front of God, y'all listening, anything or anyone, that's called adultery. Okay? Okay, y'all need to check your schedules. You need to check what you're doing. Y'all supposed to be in the boat with me. Y'all supposed to be on the battlefield with me. And if you don't know how to use your weapon and you don't know how to open your mouth, then you're going to get somebody killed. You can get somebody killed not with your, with your uh, lack of faithfulness because you're needed here. Some people ain't here tonight, need to be here tonight. If you got to work, y'all know me. You got to work, that's one thing. But if you ain't got the work, you need to be, you need to be with me. So we can get this job done. Okay. Y'all plan. You put things in front of God. And you put people and things you have to do before God. I told you, the, the, the Hebrews, when they left Israel, it won't let they turn their back on God. Syncretism is what they did was they were bringing another God along the side. He said, you should have no other gods besides me. I think that when we say we were in the army with God, we really don't understand the recruitment qualifications. You can't go and join the service in the army and decide to go to work or don't go to work, do you? Huh? You can't go and decide that you're not going to show up today because you want to do something else. That's not in the army. You can't do that. So what make you think you can do that here? You know why? You really don't care. It's called idolatry. And then he said they were still calling on the name of God. They didn't turn their back. They were just bringing it other gods with them. They were still calling, raising their hands, still saying glory to God, Yeshua, Jesus, everything like we do. You can't be in the military and then do what you want to do and be what you want to be. Hey, we got some military people been in here. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to stay home in the bed today. Right? Or I'm just going to go someplace else today. You can't do that in the military. This is an army. This is a battle. So you can't do that either. But you do it. So, so my thing is, how many of you actually worship the devil? How many of us actually worship the devil? Mm -mm, no. How many of us actually worship the devil? I'm, I'm okay. Worship is depicted or is depicted as obedience. How many of you actually worship the devil? Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Well, when you rebel against the word of God, you are giving worship to Hasatan. When you rebel against the word, you're worshiping the devil. Okay, I know it's a hard one. They're like, what is this going on? Okay. <laughs> when you rebel against the word of God, forsaken not the assembling of yourselves together. Okay. See, we, we think when the word of God, see, it's the standard. Wow. Not what you want to do. But see, in the, in the army that you, 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 you go in and say, I'm going to justify what the standard is of the word of God. You do. If you are toiling with pride, he said, I will set myself. But well, that don't sound like you on my team. That, that sounds like I've, I'm, I've, I've changed teams. Don't it sound like that? You cannot eat from the table of the devils and the table of God. You can't drink of the cup of God and the drink of the cup. You can't do it of devils. We, why we try to do that? Okay. How many of us read the word today? How many of us actually Actually read the word today. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't, don't play no game. How many have actually read the word of God today? Okay. You did. Okay. All right. That's good. Because he does command us to do that. He can he command this is what we don't understand. The commands. Direction. So the word of God is depicted in the word of God is depicted as what? Say that again. The sword. Because you're in a battle. So if you haven't picked the word of today, you don't have your weapon. And you cannot fight this enemy without the word of God. All right. See, see, this is prayer. This is how you don't let the enemy take an advantage over you. See, we come, to, we come to prayer, and we have prayer, and prayer summits, and prayer meeting, and all these type of things, but nobody, nobody knows the word. They don't know how to, to possess their weapon. Now, it said it's sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting and dividing. And if you don't know how to use your weapon, you can get hurt, right? Mm -hmm. See, the devil don't like this type of aggressive. 
He don't like this type of aggressive attitude. He wants you to be passive. Sit there. While he's still, he just deceiving you. And you believe in it. I'm going to show you in the scriptures. This war is not. Why is it the sword is the word? So your weapon is the word. So you need to know the word. The battle is of words. Got you mad because somebody on the other side of the room screaming. No, I'm, I am going to talk about it because you're deceived when you, when you don't understand that. He's using now. You're not using your weapon now. You don't know the weapons of your warfare. But that's a carnal reaction. You look at your sister and your brother. What do you have in your heart? Sitting right here. Mm. See, this is another way how he deceives us. He deceives us. Didn't somebody promise they're going to be here tonight? Hmm? Okay. Oh, I have people live right, right in my face. See, don't see, don't understand the love. Don't understand the love of the Father. See, then this is why we are so empty because we don't know the love. How you gonna possibly love your child? How you going to possibly love your child? Oh, that's heaven. No, you're in the kingdom now. This is a different type of love. This is a love where you're going to have to fight. He wants your kids. You don't wait till they come. That's right. See, this is what, hey, see, prophet, see, this is where he's, he's, he wants to win with us because when you talk like this, see, he try to shut and silence the ears of the people. Yeah. But I know you're praying for me back there. See there? Amen. Amen. I ain't going to let it. I need to know somebody. Amen. That's right. Better act like it. You better act like it. You sure do. Amen. I'm going to make sure I protect your heart. And see, that's what we won't do. I'll stop dealing with people in the flesh. Oh, y'all, y'all got it. Y'all got it real good. I, I'm telling you right now, y'all getting some good word because it's the word. And I done heard a lot of stuff this last couple of days. And that's why he won't just let me just jump in on the false prophet and teacher. Because he's showing me some things. He's laying down a foundation for us first. First, you got to check your house first. I don't put nothing before God. As much as I love my wife, 
And if she tell me, oh, look, baby, let's just stay home today, that ain't happening because I'm going to look at you like you're crazy, and then I'm going to get the oil. <laughs> now, you, you're trying to separate me from my God, and you can't do that. She's she not going to do that. But I'm telling you, that's how important and serious I am. <laughs> Talking crazy. The men you lead, your families. You lead them to church. You know the way. You're the shepherd of your home, not me. You are. But you're going to have to do it right. You have to submit under authority. This is what most men don't want to do. There's another man to tell him what to do. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to help you do what God has called you to do and what God has called you to be. And if I can't do that and correct you. That's how the enemy just take control of us. First, we won't address them in the church. Oh, I'm going to address them. Hmm. Come on now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Amen. What? I ain't playing. Mm -mm. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what you got to have on. So when he comes to provoke you, tantalize you, attempt you, seduce you, pulling you away from the word of God. So he is the word, right? God is the word. See, and we just, don't, we just don't see it. And when God was talking in the garden, it was the word. It was the sword. It was the command. I'm going to show you. We don't believe. Let's go real quick here. Let's go to Matthew. Let's see the battle. That you are required to win. You are required to win. You don't forfeit this one. Mm -mm. Mm. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Let's just do a couple of scriptures here. Uh, you got to amplify Go to Amplified. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Let's start there. 4. This is Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus was led, guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, the desert, to be tempted, tested, and tried by the devil. When are we going to come out from there? He did. When are we going to come out from there? Oh, but you don't want to fast. 
Mm-mm, mm-mm. We don't want to do that. See, that fasting strips that flesh off you. So now the real armor can be assimilated into you now. See, it can take root. It can be a part of you. This armor is a living armor. This armor is a living armor. It's not steel. It's the word. Breathing, living entity that's engrafted into you. See, we keep going with the armor and it's a metal and all that. No, this is a living, living viable. This is a, a, a resource that you wear on you. Good God. It becomes a part of you. It's called the word. It's called the word of God. Like I told you, if you don't know how to use something, you will abuse it. So we got a lot of abusing of the word of God, misusing, mishandling the word of God. You should be tired of it just like I am. Supposed to be peace, shalom in my home. It's supposed to be a balance in my home. Shouldn't be a bunch of disagreement, non-productivity, no growth. I'm not growing if we're not growing together. I'm not growing. Okay. I saw that. Let's go. Verse 2. And he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights. He went without food. I went without natural resources that would sustain me for this battle. Y'all hear? See, and we, we're so carnal. We're so hungry. I'm going to show you something. Come on, let's read this. And he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights. And later he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are God's son, command these stones to be made loaves of bread. Stop. He knew he was God's son. Because the angel demon said, Hold a minute, are, are you here before the time? He knew this. But he's trying to get you. To see something else. He knew he was the son of God. Come on. But he replied, it has been written. Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone. Natural things. Natural things. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual things. That's how you are to live. That's right. Sustain. He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. See, 
everything. You're getting ahead, but that's it. That's it. That's where it's supposed to be. You're all in my stuff. You're in there. This is good. God's not going to let me teach something and we're not experiencing it. Okay? Oh, y'all in a good place. Y'all in a good place. You got, you're in a good place where somebody's not afraid to teach you the truth. And everybody's not hearing the truth. This is important. And the tempter came and said to him, come on, let's go there. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are God's son, command these stones to be made loaves of bread. Command. These stones, these natural things. Now, I'm going to come at you. When you first come in, I'm going to come with you naturally. I can, uh, I, can, I can get you identified with your flesh or who you really are. But I know you're the son of God. I know your flesh is temporary. This way they did. That's a mystery. They didn't know how he did that. And the word became flesh. Pastor. Yes. So he tried to get God to obey him. He tried to get, you're in my stuff. He tried to get him to compromise. Oh, oh, so yes. Yes, yes, because I told you, I told you, I told you what was obedience was what? Worship. That's what he wants. And when you don't do what you're supposed to do, you worship him. When there's not shalom and peace in your home, you are giving him the worship. When you come in here and you're silent and you're in yourself, you are giving him the worship. You're not worshiping God. If you are not one, you're giving it to God. No, see, then you're not giving it, you're giving it to the God of this world. See, this is what we don't understand. When we come together and we're not one, we're not worshiping God. That's right. And God loves us so much that he will have the truth. Come to us and have somebody who's not afraid to tell you the truth. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. This is why you got to be prayer. Listen, warriors. And you got to stop doing what you want to do. She told you when God asked you to do something, you ain't going to want to do it. Like what? Show up. Be a good steward. You should be upset you come to the house of God and there's no offering. Yes. I'm, and I mean, any offering. Yes, Lord. Yes. A hand. How you doing? Any offering. See, you just think I'm talking about money all the time. And you know that's not what I talk about. You should have an offering already. Good God. Nobody want to talk about warfare. Everybody just want it good. And you are under attack. When you don't obey God, you're giving the enemy worship. We got a lot of double worshipers. Believing and still calling on his name, just like I told you, just like we said on Sunday. Come on. Let's get in here. See, it's, we cannot be ignorant. 
when we come together, we talk about this is intercessory prayer. Well, then we must be living right then. Because I need that prayer to get up out of here. Let the word find you. And don't be upset. Be thankful that it find you. I ain't doing this. It was an idol in front of me. I put this there. I put it there. I put it there. I did. Just like you put the strongholds. Everybody want to know about a generational stronghold. No, you put them towers up. With your unbelief. <sighs> Come on now, let's get in here. I got here. Here we go. Verse 5. Then the devil took him into the holy city and placed him on a turret or a pinnacle, a gable, on the temple sanctuary. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will give his angels charge over you, and they will bear you up on their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. He keep coming for him and his deity. He keeps coming to him if you are in his deity, the son of God. (laughs) He keeps coming for his deity. Man, y'all got to see something here. I know, teacher, and you're going to teach on it, too. This is why you're saying, I love, I love where you were, you were at with me on this. So when I told you that, he's provoking you. He's tantalizing. He's tempting you. He's seducing you. He's pulling you away from the word. He's pulling you away from the source. He's pulling you away from your weapon. Okay, listen to this. When you don't come, when you're disobedient, when you disobey. When you, when you obey him, you worship him. I told you that. Come on now. Let's get on down here. Kids, keep going. I'm, I'm, we're going to get that verse. Where are you at now? Which verse? Verse 7. Verse 7. There we go. Come on. Verse 7. Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written also, you shall not tempt or test thoroughly or try exceedingly the Lord your God. See, 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 this is what, this is what I'm, 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 I'm saying right here, teacher. He said unto him, you shall not tempt or test thoroughly or try. He said to him, it is written again. See, this is the most powerful. See, and he uses the word against you. But he uses, he loses, he makes it, he, he has that amalgamation with your flesh, the desires, with the word. And call it truth. Do you see what he's doing here? The battle is your words. This is what you don't, it's the word that's in you. Did you read your word? If you didn't read your word, then you are, listen, defenseless. See, now you're just trying to do this thing by by, and I told you, yesterday oil is not sufficient for today. So if you haven't read your word, you haven't picked up your sword. You are not ready for the battle. You are exposed. This is what's wrong. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Let's do this again because there's so much here and I don't have a lot more time. Come on. Verse 8. 
again. The devil took him up on a very high mountain. He owned, he, he, Satan owned everything. The God of this world, he was given to him through high treason for Adam. Luke chapter 4, I own, he owns all the kingdoms. It is. And he can do with what he will with them. Go ahead. The devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, the splendor, magnificence, preeminence, and excellence of them. And he said to him, these things all taken together, mm. I will give you if you will prostrate yourself before me. See, stop right there. See, you have to be careful the meditation of your heart. Because he that is evil will give good gifts to his children too. And this is a trick of the enemy, how he's got the church on this prosperity thing. And they're calling it God. But the answer is right here. If I can get you, he already told you in the word, you can't serve me and mammon, money. You can't do it. But they're still trying to make you do it. And you can't. Why ain't nobody saying this on the word network? Or any other, men, any other network. You cannot do both. Because you're going to love one. You're going to hate the other. They, they set us up with a lot of false hope. And you fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Go ahead. You can remember a word that was given to you about your prosperity, yet you don't see it. Because your prosperity is in Christ. See, the enemy is trying to get you to compromise your faith. He's trying to get you to compromise your faith. See, if you know that you're blessed, you know that hey, all I got to do is find somebody to agree with. I don't have to leave out my house. Oh. And then stand on that thing. You don't have to go to a conference. You just won't go to the high council of God and plead your case. <laughs> I'm just. So he's doing, he's, he's, he, it's right here in the word. Look how Jesus handled everything. And he's supposed to be our model, right? I'll give you everything. If you fall down, hold on, if you fall, just if you fall. See, but the just man falls but gets up. But if you would just fall and worship me. Satan wants the throne of God. Well, that throne is supposed to be in your heart. He wants the throne of God. He wants the throne of God. Satan will come to you and offer you all the desires of your heart. Yes, he will. Just disguised as an angel of light. That's all. See, if you knew the word of God, could nobody fool you. 
I'm blessed. I'm already. Can't nobody curse me. Can't nobody curse me. Be careful of the fame that you want and what you're seeking. Because it's going to come to you. He's going to offer it to you. But he's going to disguise it and make you think it's God. He's the God of this world. That's what happened to so many of our musicians. And they just are blind. He knows the intent of your heart. You don't even know what your heart would do. You don't even know. It's wicked, it says. Who could know it? That means including you. Deceitful, it is. Your own heart. Forget the person next to you. You. See that? It have you places you shouldn't be. But I'm doing it for God. Jesus. Oh, you got to be careful. The things that you fantasize about in your mind. The fortune, the power, lust, immorality, the evil things. The evil things that you sow into your mind. And what a man sowed, that and that only. Shall he read? You got to be careful what you're sowing in your fantasizing and your meditation. You got to be careful. That's why they say visualize all these things. You got to be careful if it ain't the word. Because he wants, listen, thank you. I'm just being obedient. I hope you're not meditating those type of things. But he is willing to give it to you. Because he wants you to worship him. This is the spiritual warfare, and it happens. It happens here. It happens right there in your mind. And it's a, and it's, and it's a constant saturation to your mind, the warfare. It is a constant. I'm sleeping, yet I'm still being attacked in my sleep, in my thoughts, in my lusts, and all those things. I can't have her in the natural, but I can imagine it. And next thing you know. In the dream, it's touching to feel just like here on him. Oh, I know it's real. Because he said you have vain imaginations. Y'all better stop playing. No good thing dwells in that flesh. No good thing fails in that in, dwells in that encasement. Nothing. And the sooner you hurry up and realize that, the sooner we can move on. Good God, amen. That's why he said, take up your bed and walk. Well, you've just been lying. We need to constantly saturate our minds with the word of God. You have to clothe yourself in the garment of righteousness, wisdom, and understanding of the living God. 
This is what we're not doing. We're not clothing ourselves in his word. We're not reading his word. You're not meditating. Everything you say, your conversation, God needs to be in it. If he ain't in the beginning of my sentence, he's going to be somewhere in there. The noun, the predicate. He's going to be somewhere in there. See, that protects you. That's what keeps your mind. If you saturate yourself with the word. If you read and meditate on his word. But the minute you pull away from it. Oh, he waiting. He waiting. He counting on it. It's not a moment a day. I don't get out of bed. I hear the word. My feet got before I start my day. I got to hear the word of God. I don't care if it's the same. It's the same book. I don't care. I need to hear the word of God. Don't sell your soul for a piece of bread. That's what he tried to get him to do. He tried to get him to sell. See, natural. Then he answered him spiritually. It is written. See, it is written. He going spiritual. Everything that Jesus said was spiritual. Nothing carnal. Don't sell it for a piece of bread or for some stew like Esau. He sold his birthright for a measly bowl of stew to satisfy all the desires of his heart, his flesh. His birthright. Hold on. We, we just don't get it. The birthright had to do with him being a nation, a leader of nations. And it started in his family. God knew. Esau, I hate. That's right. See, he knew he was going to sell his birthright. Then that's a whole nother line of people and who he ended up mingling with. See, see, this is the problem. For, his, for a nation, leading a nation for God. That's, that's what his brother did, right? Yes. Okay. Yeshua survived. He, didn't, he, did, he did not center or cater, oh, listen to this, to his hunger. Yes. He did not cater to his hunger. He did not cater to his hunger. He did not cater to his flesh. Esau was willing to give everything. Everything for it. Yeah. He, he was willing to give everything for his fleshly desire. A momentary satisfaction. See, a lot of us jeopardize our whole eternity with who you sleep with. Just a momentarily satisfaction. So it's really, it was, the brothers were really the natural, the carnal versus the spiritual. Oh, 
And his brother hungered for righteousness. First thing he asked him, because they've been discussing. They had other dialogue. So your brother come in, the first thing you ask him, I'm going to give you this, but I want this birthright. It's not even hunger. See, two different things. He didn't give in. He didn't give in to his natural. See, some of y'all just give in to your, your natural hunger. That old lower nature. You just give in to it. So I told y'all, have you turned down? Have you just said no today? Man. See, but we won't practice our righteousness. We won't practice what we believe in, what we read in here. To be with Christ, you have to have a consecrated life. That means that's a life of control. See, just listen to this. Listen to this. He was willing to give up everything. A lot of y'all are willing to give up everything for that momentarily satisfaction of the flesh. I give everything up. Just somebody just would love me. But he's an abuser. But I'll be satisfied. Just give in to it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Satisfaction. See? We, we won't wait on God. Okay. Mm-mm. And if you're praying for your husband and you need to wait on God. Come on. So let him do something. If you're praying on your wife, let, wait on God. Okay. All right. Here we go. Esau was willing to give everything for Satan and willing to, oh, man. And, and, and Satan was so willing to oblige him. He was really, he was ready to oblige him. So you got to be careful what these people are teaching us and telling us what to do. Just name it and claim it, grab it and grab it. You got to be careful. It's all trappings. Okay. Mm. See, his brother, as I said, he, des- he, he desired righteousness and he received it. He desired what was good. Okay. Let's go here. Go real quick. Go to... Uh, They'll be like, Pastor, you're not, you ain't giving me no word. I'm going to give you some word. All right. Go to First Peter 5 and 8. No, matter of fact, start at 7. This won't be for somebody right here. First Peter 5, 7. Amplified. Yes, sir. And it so reads, casting the whole of your care, Mm. all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Stop it. If you was reading the word of God, you would know what to do when you hear that word. You, if you were actually reading the word of God, the answer that you need is in there, not in therapy, not in medication. But if you would just simply cast all of it on him. Once and for all. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We're not reading the word. And then if we're not reading it, how are you really going to believe? 
No, he answers everything. Come on, let's do that. Let's do it again. Come on. Cast, verse 7. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. For he cares for you mm. affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Verse 8. Verse 8. Mm -hmm. Be well balanced, temperate, sober so of my mind. mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. Stop, 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 stop. Y'all don't see the battle. Y'all don't see the words. Y'all don't see the words. Did you see the words for your situation? You see the words for your situation? Do you see the words for your situation? Come on. I told y'all, it's words. For that enemy of yours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Your buddy. Do you see this? Now, start again at the top of eight. Do eight again. Be what? Well balanced. Not just balanced, but well balanced. Tempered. Sober of mind. We're going to get into sober in a minute, but go ahead. And vigilant. Go ahead. And cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, mm. Mm. seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Okay, hold up, hold up. What do lions do? They hunt. Yeah. You're the prey. You're the lamb chop. Okay, okay. Hold up, see... See, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. so the word of God says this again. Come on, let's go back to eight. Come on, come on, let's do it. Watch this. Be, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Sound good. It's the third time he's gonna go. Come on. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours. This is why he's telling you to do that. For the enemy's sake. He's telling you that for the enemy's sake. The one that you keep, you, you don't think really exists. For that enemy of yours. The devil roams around like a lion. He hunts. Come on. In fierce hunger. That's just not, see, and that's what, see, and then, <laughs> that's what Esau was. See, if you, if, he was so hungry, famished. He said almost to the point he felt like he was going to die. The flesh, not the spirit. Oh, see that? But that's what you, you are like, if I just don't have uh, this person or this thing or whatever, I'm just going to die. If I don't have that fame or I don't have that recognition, I'm just going to die. If nobody noticed me, I'm just going to die. That's pride. Come on, come on. In fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So he's always looking for a victim. Not if you had your sword out. Not if you had your weapon out. He gave us David. What did David? Okay. See, he was qualified for his anointing. He conquered his fear. He killed the lion. 
and the bear, right? <laughs> Could be the enemy. Okay. Then he came back in another form. Okay. That's all. See, see we, we missed it. This is why you have to have your sword out. <laughs> you have to have, which is the word of God. Come on, let's go back to Matthew. They're tired of that one. <laughs> let's go back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew real quick, chapter 4. I think we left off at, at 10. Mm-hmm. Come on, we're almost there. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Matthew chapter 4 at verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan. For it has been written. Here we go. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil departed from him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Okay. <laughs> After he had suffered a while. But the warfare, I know that. <laughs> but that's what happens. And he will do exactly what you see here in the scripture. He will. He'll come and minister to you. I mean, we won't, we won't get to this point of resisting him. We still are in the wilderness of our trials. Oh, my God. This verse shows the importance of knowing scripture, knowing the word of God, knowing the Torah, which is teaching and instruction. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everything Satan came at Yeshua with. How did he fight him? He fought him with the law of God, the Torah. This is how he fought him. The word of God is so powerful. What would, what would the enemy attempt to do? Oh, y'all going to like this. This is my anybody what would the enemy attempt to do drop your weapon lower your weapon so if the FBI the CIA the state police the SWAT team the sheriff department when they're in a incident and there's some assailants what is the first thing that they tell them to do. Why? And that's what happens when you don't read the word of God. Oh, you don't get. I thought I would get a better response out of that thing. So when a person of authority comes in and it's a hostile situation, the first thing they do is tell you to drop your weapon. Lower. It makes you. Defenseless. Now I can pursue upon you. Now I can imprison you. I can bring you into captivity. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. This is the first thing that they tell us is to drop your weapon. They want to render you defenseless. 
That's what your flesh does. When it listens to its commander. Hasatan and you. Oh my God. You don't get this thing. You're not getting this thing. I'm giving y'all some nuggets about warfare that you're going to be able to use and have to use immediately. See, we come to prayer, but we don't know how to pray because we, we don't know how to pray. We pray without knowledge of the enemy. That's what we do. That's what we do. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Amen, amen. What your flesh, it listens to Satan and you. It makes you drop your weapon. Makes you not pick up the word. Makes you not believe. He wants the ability. Once I get you to drop it. Right? When you think about it, you, you have a weapon and you drop it. It makes you vulnerable. Exposed. I could be killed. Overtaken. Afflicted. Okay. All right. That's right. Amen. Sure is. It sure will. And after he kill you, those flesh-eating birds will come and pick you clean. Look at this. He wants to afflict you. He wants to oppress you. He wants to influence you. He, then I can control you. My goodness. Do y'all know the uh, Webster, the author of the Webster Dictionary? He's, the, he's one of the founding fathers of this nation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this was a man who lived through the Revolutionary War. And he said something really good. I just love how God just brings you to things that you use all the time, but you don't know the backdrop of who people are. And he was a man of war. And he said this. He said, of the Webster Dictionary that you still read and use. He said this. He said, before a standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed. So the kingdom of darkness must first, in order to have rule in your life, he must first disarm you with the word, your weapon. Teacher. Mm-mm-mm. But he would have you to believe that you are. He would have you to believe that you are. But this is how powerful the word is. For you would just read it. You could take all the hits. Oh, okay, okay. Be like Teflon jacket on. You don't get hit, and you're gonna feel the impact, but you won't die. You need to think about that. Any army. Think about that. Before any army can gain power, the people have to be disarmed. So you you saying you coming to prayer. You ain't read your word. You, you, you not only 
going to possibly get yourself killed and hurt, but my person that's supposed to be linked up with my shield with me. That shield was for the other person. It wasn't for them. My shield was for that person. Their shield was for me. See, we're not linked up. Oh, we're here again. Oh, we're here again. My heart is nowhere. It's an empty prayer. It's not even attached. First, you ain't repentant. First, you ain't even repentant of the evil, twisted thoughts that you had in your heart. You ain't even repentant. It's not going nowhere. That's another trick of the enemy. You don't know him. Okay, huh? Okay, okay. I'm almost there. I'm right there. I'm right there. I'm right there. I'm right there. Hold on. Okay. Let me handle the conversation up here. Okay. Okay. Listen to this. As I said, before any army can gain power, the people must be disarmed. And like I said, this is the case for the church today. We are up against spiritual hosts of wickedness, rulers of darkness in high places. Well, for him to take control of us, us, he has to disarm us. Would y'all agree? Hmm. We cannot defeat him if we are standing, if we're not standing in faith. Standing in faith in Yeshua. You have to be standing in faith. That's your foxhole. That's your bunker. That's where your armory is. This is where you go to get your amp in him. Not on your own. <sighs> okay. Now, here we go real quick. Last one. There's actually a scripture, I think it's in the book of Isaiah, and they were telling, they were saying, it was like arm control. So a lot of times, y'all see uh, in America, they're trying to do what? Take the guns away from the people. Because if I take a means for you to fight, then I can overtake you. This is still the plan of the enemy. Okay, the Minutemen back in the, in the 1700s, they took up arms to defend themselves from tyranny. Amen? So this is what, this is what it, they had to arm themselves. And you won't arm yourself with the word. And then your faith only works by love. So if I can make you just have a pseudo love of a different type, you won't, you won't think you need your armor. You won't need your weapon. You go to Catholics, do they read the word? Everybody's open up the word? No. I can take that from you. You don't know the word, only what I tell you. It is dangerous. Suicide. Nowhere in the word said that. So, let, this is just, so there's a scripture in there and said that, and I say, I've got to find, I can't remember what it is. But it said, if they give them, they didn't want the Jewish people to make Swords, weapons, because if they did, they would fight. Okay, that's why they didn't want the slaves to have weapons. 
Because they would fight. They would use them. This is why they didn't want them to read the word. Read at all because they knew if they read, they're going to fight. You won't read your word. I don't understand it. Just read it. It's supernatural. Just read it. Go to the book of Genesis. Now we're done. I'm gonna show you. Show you the, I'm gonna show you Genesis. <laughs> Don't y'all do it. <laughs> In the no. No, you won't. I won't so serious. Right again, all right. Okay. You got amplified. Okay. Uh, Genesis three. One. Genesis. <laughs> I couldn't resist it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start reading. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? Verse 2, and the woman said to the serpent, we may, eat of the, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. Mm -hmm. God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Okay, stop. God is his word. His word <clears throat> is the sword. And every time God said that was a command every time he said something it was a command what he tried to do right there is to tell her to put her sword back in her sheath because God said every time the enemy said well God had God really said he was trying to get her to put the sword back which is the word. Put the word down. Had he said, I'm going to get you to put the word down. Now, I, once I get you to put the word down, I can redirect you. Because God had already commanded them. 
what to do. Which is his word. He took out this word. Y'all ain't see it. Y'all ain't seen it. Three. Verse one. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. Mm -hmm. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from every tree? God said. That's his word. Mm -hmm. Satan knows his word. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. He knows the word. He knows what God had already said. Come on, let's go. Verse 2, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said... There you go, pulling out the sword now. The word. She's bringing the word to him. That's his word. Okay. Come on, T.R.C. That's his word. This, just like when he was in the wilderness and it was said, brought the word out right here in the beginning. Come on. God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But, out. Mm -hmm. but the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. He's trying to get her to do what? Compromise and put the word back. Yep. He's trying to get her to put the word down. I don't teach it. Give me some help here. Dude. Huh? No, that ain't what we said, dude. <laughs> do y'all see this? The word of God. Do you see the word? What he's trying to get you to do is put the word down. And then get you to question what was written. That is. That's right. But you can't put your word down. You try to get her to put it down. He, he will use. Oh, I can't. oh God. Teacher. I'm. But the serpent said to the woman. You should not surely die. Now, I've planted suggestion in you. When you drop the word, I can implant a suggestion to you. Now, it makes you forget what was said. And now, you're open to suggestions that sound like, had he? I can get you to question the word. And God had commanded them not to do it. He worked with your flesh. I told you don't go there. I told you don't do that with that person. It'll throw you all off track. It'll put you on another path. Now, because you don't really know the love of God, it takes you forever to get back. Then you ain't got the scripture and there is now no condemnation. See, you ain't got that in you. See, now you can't partake of it because you've been exposed to another. See, this is how it's going to lead into all the false teaching and false doctrine, false all everything up in here. 
Come on, Tizen. I'm gonna sit down. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm like Satan. I don't water saints out. That's what the Word of God said. He said He has wore the saints out. No, I didn't say it. The Word of God says in the Book of Revelation, He done wore the saints out. Because he keep that pressure on you. Come to church. Do your tithe. Do your offering. Love one another. All in. Just wear you out. Get tired. We got to come again. It's Tuesday. Wow, God. Now we got Friday. Now we got Sunday again. I was just here. See, he wear the saints out when you're supposed to get stronger and stronger when we're together. I need a break. No, he don't never break. You in a war, there's never no break. I just gave. I got to give again. Yes, this is the weapon of your warfare. He's coming for it. See, this is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of us not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Mature Christians. That just he sure ain't. He'll kill them too, but he ain't afraid of them. I'm sorry, y'all. I just love the word of God. I want us to be in the uh, right place. We got to be intense with the enemy. That's what you see with pastor. It's just, you know, we're like, oh, wow, yeah, this is the word. If you read it, you would feel the same way. You live it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My goodness, pastor. I'm just praying, seriously, uh, protection over his mind and body after a message like that. Because he's shedding a lot of light on the enemy's uh, kingdom and what he's doing in your life that you are blinded and can't see or feel because it's not a reality to us. The kingdom of darkness is, well, it's not a reality to some of us. It's serious, and we have to get to this place, is that I really have not truly conceived that the kingdom of heaven nor the kingdom of darkness is a reality to mm -hmm. me. You know why? If it was, both were equally, you would actually be living a life very different and responding different to situation, to people. It has to be reality that darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and the kingdom of light exist. It does. We have to stop reading, stop quoting, and actually allow the word to be engrafted. Amen? Yeah. Uh, I really believe that um, what I saw in Matthew was that Jesus, and he is the example throughout, throughout his entire book that he left us. He, he is saying that everything I went through, that's why I love victory. That's why you're required to, to be victorious, because he's inside of you. Amen. We got to stop, you know, with the, yeah, and the. You know, I believe this, say that, is that we see the life. And you experience the life. And your life is the amen. Your life, Eric, will be this, so be it. 
You are the walking, so be it. See, until we are being manifested in the word, as the word, we're not in a place to where we have really devoured the word, chewed the word, digest the word. And it's still meaning that it's not a reality to us. Pastor's teaching, he's uh, introducing to some of us for the first time and for all of us at an impact we've never experienced at all. When it comes to the kingdom of darkness and it comes to the kingdom of light. When it really just comes to what the word of God says. You, we can no longer, this is what I'm just leaving you with. We can no longer, first of all, what did God, I challenge every believer in here to do a study of what God said. What did he command? Go throughout, and the dates, whoever have the dates Bible, you'll see all, it, I mean, it finds it, has found it all for you, all what is prophesied, all his commands, all his instructions. I challenge you to seek out what God has commanded us to do. And then it will reveal to you whether you're a believer or not. A genuine believer. Exactly. Dr. Caroline. Dr. Caroline. She's, it's a, oh, no. I'm just saying, look. So if you, part of us get offended with the truth. He says, he said, he commanded us to come together. Don't forsake. He said to put him, put him first. He said that. Everything. Love thy Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind strength, with everything that's in you. He said, love him. If we do that, something that you love, you don't put, you know, wherever it fit in. Mm-mm. Right? Nope. It's always first. But I think I had a talk with someone um, maybe last week. Is that the majority of the body of Christ, Pastor, has already set in motion. You have already set in motion that Christ is not first. You've already set your life in that direction. But our school of thought in the enemy would have you to think, has God said? Mm-hmm. Still saying the same You thing. know, what's wrong with, and the, and the Christian is good for saying this, you got to have balance. Oh, deal with that. <laughs> Please deal with that. <laughs> Your balance or God's balance? Okay, because yours is false. Mm. Okay. Yours is an abomination. Mine's is in my flesh. 
<laughs> and no good he thing. speaks about <laughs> you honoring him. Come on, Peter. And when you hear the word evil, we think it's this, you know, monstrous movie. If it's not of faith, it's not of God. That's right. It's but we have, see, we get real religious about certain things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to God directives, we say he understands. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one. You sure do. I, I want us to think about this real hard because, again, this ministry wants to ensure we make it in. I often say this, and Pastor said this um, on Sunday about the Jehovah Mormons, you know. You know, you see them on the bikes and riding around. There's something that we could take away from these cults, which is discipline. The Muslim, they devout. And when we, if you see a devout Christian, it's a cult. Mm-hmm. Spouse tell you it's a cult. We ain't going no more. Don't try to tell you what to do with your time. Tell you what to do with your children. But you got a heaven. Tell you what to do with your finances. Ain't nobody going to pay my rent. You know what you say. Because you said it. (laughs) You said it. Mm -hmm. But we didn't write this book. God did. I ask you this question. Maybe someone can enlighten me and I'll end on this. When have you seen a devout Muslim child playing any sports, playing basketball, football, volleyball, softball. My whole life, never. I'm saying devout, because devout ones, they have to keep on their tire. I need. And not, I and not only that, they're not going to miss Mm-mm. any service. You know why? They're devout. Mm-mm. The ones that you probably saw playing sport. They still in their attire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, the thing is, how come when we ask the Christian for a day off to do what we're supposed to do, no one really takes us serious? Okay. Nobody do. But when it's a Muslim... They don't question the school system. The school system respect what they want to do. We can't. You don't have prayer in school now. You can't wear a shirt with a cross. You're right. Why don't we have prayer anymore? You know why? Because no one's really taking us serious. Because we don't take our God serious. We want to be like the world. We bring it in the church. But they're able to build up mosques all over the place. 
Mm. But we're tired. We're exhausted. We're worn out. We can't really walk with God anymore. Our salvation is in jeopardy. And we know where they're going. Yep. Yet we mm-hmm. don't we don't actually believe that we have to do something. No. But they we know where they're going. Oh, we we know where they're mm-hmm. going. They're going this false, this and that. But yet mm-hmm. we could be in Matthew nineteen when he says, Depart from me. I never knew I you. I never knew you. If he so has said that, that means that there's going to be a lot of people, people. who consider themselves Christians oh, yeah. who are not going to enter left in. Behind. And they have come to the gathering. They have sown seeds. They have, you know, did the work of church business. You say, work out yours with fear and trembling. And that's a, another that is a, a whole nother that's a different teaching altogether. All said obviously. Um, and that work out your own salvation really deals with what we are trying to support you in is that you ensure your faith stays intact. So we're just trying see, ultimately you still it's it's your choice. We're just presenting to you what the word of God says. But go home and do your study and see all what God commands and how much are we really doing. Because if we're not doing it all, then we, we're not getting in. Yeah, that's why we're doing you hear all me this and Pastor say this in. all over and over again. When we were, see, because it's not, our ministry is our ministry. Right. We were at our former church with our former pastor. We were at all the services. The children was there because we had to bring them up. Still, still, even that we still had some kids astray. So imagine if you're not giving your all in ministry at home that they're all lost. And then they're going to be accountable at a certain age. They are accountable. Mm-hmm. You are accountable for what you did. We were not only there present, but we were engaged in the kingdom. We were developing people while we were there. We were already in, we were already teacher and shepherd because we had a passion to develop people and ensure the integrity of the word. We were watchmen. We were protectors of the word. We didn't have, we didn't didn't need someone to tell us to love. We didn't need someone to tell us to tithe. We were looking for someone who didn't have anything. We would give to them so they could have a seed. We, We were looking for someone to bless. This is a. This was a real good teaching. I hope so. It's excellent. 
We always have to put the word before us and say, Lord God, am I here? Am I living all what I'm reading? Minister B had shared that with us where what he had read, because actually, Pastor, what you asked, and you didn't know, I asked sending the <laughs> other ministers in the back, what did you read today? What did you study? And then did you apply it? Did you find a place to put it? That's one thing to study, but did you find a place to put it? Hey, Eric. That is it. See, Greg, that's one thing to read it and study, but it belongs a place in your life. Glory to God. We love you. Ain't nobody truly mad but the devil. Amen. Amen. This is for us to grow, for us to see. This is not a beat down session. No. This is a get up session. It sure is. And sure conquer is. So and draw win. Closer together. It's a draw us closer to God. Amen. Y'all stand to your feet. It's a draw us closer to God. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Love you too. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Amen. Randall. Thank you. That, see, that's what I see now. That's what I'm saying. And I told him they don't see what you see. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Love that. Yes. Yes. his word. Mm-hmm. Ha! 
I receive that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's the word of God. He will. If you're not, if you're in his way, I'm, I'm telling husbands and wives, y'all got it. God's not playing. All right. So let's draw closer. Amen. To him and to each other. Amen. Glory to God. Let's do that. Let's draw closer. Let's bow our hearts right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. We bless you. We give you glory, Father. Thank you for the correction, Father. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for the heartfelt words from the prophetess, Father. We thank you right now that we are definitely one in this place. We are tearing down strongholds in our minds between our brothers and sisters that sit right here amongst us right now. So, Father, I thank you right now that we are a repentant part of Zion in here, Father. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem as you have commanded us to do. You said, I'll bless them that bless them and I'll curse them. Let's keep them close to our hearts. Let's not get confused of what we're really here for. Father, I thank you for the gift of eternal life. Father, I bless you right now, Father, for just allowing us another day to get it right, Father. Thank you, Father, right now that no one in this place is sick, has the flu. Father, I pray protection over everyone that's here under the sound of my voice, Father. I honor you, Father, with my words, Father, with my life, Father. I thank you right now that you're keeping me, Father. You're keeping all of us, Father, even when we don't really know it, but you are keeping us. So, Father, we do not take advantage of the grace that's been bestowed upon us in the righteousness, Father. So I thank you right now. I bless you, Father. You're truly welcome in this place, Father, in our homes and in our hearts and in our minds right now. We honor you. We bless you. We give you glory. And know it's in the name that's above every name that could be named, the name Yeshua. We honor you. We bless you. Amen and amen. Shabbat shalom. All right.